When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host, Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Well, it's fun to be here with you, as always, Ingrid. How are you? How is life? Well, I'm getting my house dialed in, Uh which feels really fun. I helped a friend move, and she gifted me this gorgeous couch. So did a little cleaning of my space, a cleaning of the new furniture, and starting to feel more settled in my space. I don't know if there's some tourist stuff happening, but... That feels very exciting for me when my my home gets some extra love. There's lots of Taurus stuff happening. Absolutely. Yeah. There's Uranus in Taurus, the North Node, Venus. Mm, the North and, Node in Taurus. Yay. Yeah. And uh, Mercury. So three planets in the North Node are all in Taurus. So a lot of, lot of themes of your likes and dislikes, immersing yourself into the material realm, the sensory realm. Sight, sound, smell, taste, touch. What do you like? What don't you like in those areas? Absolutely. Your self-worth, big theme right now. Yeah, a lot of people get caught up in like the material not being a good thing. Like, oh, you're materialistic. But it really is a reflection of who we are and how we function. And what we do with our space is really important. Like now it's set up for this podcast before it felt very scattered. I would have to rearrange my living room every time you got here. Mm -hmm. And then we moved it to this side over here. And now just as each piece comes together and dialing in the space, it feels put together. It doesn't feel like there's chaos happening. I'm like, okay, Scott is here. This is the space where we record. It's everything's in its place. And that makes me feel good. It's a functional place for me to exist. Yes, And I think that that when it's not that just, the disarray of rearranging my furniture all the time. I didn't realize how upsetting that was. I think one day I had a meltdown. You were like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm not okay. Like <laughs> I need these side tables. I'm like rearranging. And you were like, Oh, okay. Like let's <laughs> fix it. Like we can do that. And then just kind of like snowball effect of being like, okay, we can make things a little bit better each time. And it makes me feel at ease when things in the material mm-hmm. feel pleasing to me. Constantly improving, yeah, adjusting. Yes, it's important to remember that we are spiritual beings living in a material world. So I always feel like it's a catch twenty two. It's like when I don't feel good mentally, if I make improve my space, it kind of starts clearing my mind, mm-hmm. and then vice versa. It's like when I start working on the inner stuff, then I immediately start cleaning and moving my space around. It's like they're reflections of each other. Exactly. Yes, yes. It's been an evolution, all the different places we've recorded. Yeah, we've recorded quite a few spaces. (laughs) Yes. 
And now it's, yeah, it's coming together. I even like how you have the tables over here. Before they were out in front, now they're in the back. They're little... It feels extra pro. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, every little nuance shift. And that's the thing about Taurus, too. You know, it's a fixed sign. So... That's stability. Yes. So it doesn't have to be like a haphazard shift or change. Though it might feel that way to some degree with Uranus shaking up Taurus as it's been for the last couple of years. It's shaking up our relationship to the material and our sense of security, feeling insecure in the material. So in order to feel more secure in the material, you have to be clear about what it is you value. If you're clear about what you value, then it's easier to find that security in the material realm. So I do have a couple announcements. Number one, next week, next Monday, June 13th, I'm going to be back on Astrology Hub, their weekly weather, with Amanda Pua Walsh. So have a lot of fun chatting with her about the week ahead and astrology. How do you access that? They have a, like a live stream on Facebook and on YouTube, several different platforms. If you go to their website, astrologyhub.com, or their YouTube page, Astrology Hub, you'll find it there. So it's 10 a.m., I believe, 10 a.m. on Monday morning. And we can put a link in the show notes and maybe on our Instagram. It might be 9 a.m. or 10. Okay. I'm not we'll, sure. So We'll post something on Instagram about it. <laughs> I don't remember, but it's around 9 or 10. So just check their YouTube. And even if you don't catch it live, you know, you can watch the replay. I enjoy it. You'll get some extra insight for the week, some little bonus Scott time. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. I also want to talk about the Cosmic Pathway. I've received some interest from the Cosmic Pathway. It, this is the program that I have where I meet with you once a week for six months to help guide you through your life, help you see your blind spots, break out of old habits and routines that are no longer serving you. And this is... This is Scott's like specialty. Like he does readings. You can book those whenever, like a one-time reading or a one-off for 30 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half. But my testament to the Cosmic Pathway is this podcast because I've gotten to meet with Scott every week for like two years. <laughs> and it's been very transformational. And that's his, his favorite thing to do is the long-term work to really, to really heal these wounds. Because even just one hour with Scott is just unbelievable. But meeting with him on a weekly basis and having him check in on you and reflect all these things that are happening is really, really powerful. So that's the cosmic pathway. I feel like is somehow like an extension of my experience mm. on the podcast with you. Thank you so much, Ingrid. Yeah, I can't thank you enough for all the time we've spent together. You're welcome. You're welcome. It's, it's an honor and a privilege to do this work with you and with everyone that I'm working with already through the cosmic pathway. I love meeting with people each and every week, hear what's going on in your life, reflect it back with the planets and, and help guide you accordingly towards your North Node to hopefully make life more peaceful and smooth, get you in that flow. That's that Scorpio nature. Yes, exactly. Going deep. I love merging and bonding. So I wanted to say, though, you can go to the website and you can contact me through the website about the Cosmic Pathway. But the reason why I'm bringing it up is because I've heard from several people 
and I respond back and then I don't hear anything back. And so I've had some issues with other people that I work with telling me that my emails go to their spam. Mm -hmm. So this is like a call out to anyone who has contacted me for the Cosmic Pathway or for anything else. If you've contacted me and you haven't heard from me, my email is probably in your spam. Yeah. Because I always get back to everyone. I'm I'm not like that popular and famous that, you know, it might take me a week or two to respond sometimes, but I don't think that there's anyone that I've never returned an email to. So some Mercury retrograde shit happening over here. Yes. Yes. And we're still in the shadow. So and if you if it's not there, reach out to me again. And I will respond. So I appreciate everyone who has an interest in working with me in any way, whether it's the Cosmic Pathway, one of the Moon Cycle classes, or uh, a reading. So thank you. I appreciate you. I also wanted to just kind of tease this other class that I've that I've started. It's called Astrology and Love. The first class is on June 24th. And that class is full now. So I'm going to add a second class. I'm not exactly sure when yet. I have to look at my calendar. But I just wanted to make you aware of this class, Astrology and Love. It's exactly what the title says. It's using astrology to understand your love nature. Yes, Astrology and Love. So next week, I will have the dates of the new class and then shall we shout out our sponsors? Oh, yes. Let's let's thank our sponsors. If you're interested in sponsoring the podcast, if you find value in listening to us weekly, you can go to Spotify. You can sign up for 99 cents, 4.99 or 9.99 and that helps us to spend more time doing what we love, sharing the knowledge of the planets and stars with you. Amazing. Thank you Ingrid and thank you to our sponsors, Ross, Annie, Carrie, Catherine, Vincent, Lori, Janine, and Haley. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Should we get into the week, Ingrid? Yes, let's do it. Okay. So we're looking at the week of June 6th through the 12th. And this is a week with a lot of different alignments. It's uh, There's no planets moving into new signs this week. There's nothing big like that. There's no new moon, full moon, anything like that, but there's a lot of different alignments that are occurring. Hopefully, that means that this week is smooth, smooth uh, that there's that we're getting used to the energies that we're feeling. It's kind of like getting into the the pool. It's cold, but then like you get used to the water. That's how I kind of think of this energy. Last week we were just moving into Gemini. Well, that was the week before. Okay. Last week was the new moon in Gemini. Oh, yes. That's yes. what it was. So that was that was the big thing last week. And then the week before was Mars moving into Aries and Venus moving into Taurus. So the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of shifting going on. The week before was the sun moving into Gemini. So for like three straight weeks, there's been planets moving into new signs or new moon. So this is the first week where it's like none of that's happening. So hopefully it's it's a little more peaceful. I don't I, know. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I've been feeling very scattered and trying to collect my energy back to myself. So I think last week was like you said the new moon in Gemini. So that was kind of getting curious about everything and mm -hmm. being intentional about how we want to move forward. And I think that that was very helpful for me to start 
feeling grounded in these this new energy space. Yes, yes. The four cornerstones of the the new moon in Gemini is listening, learning, connecting, and questioning. So now we're taking that energy from those intentions and we're putting it into practice this week. So Monday, June 6th, we're looking at the sun, which is the planet of vitality, light, life. It's transiting through Gemini, the mutable air sign symbolized by the twins, representing learning, listening, curiosity, and connecting. And the sun connects with Chiron, the wounded healer. And the ancient wisdom that is unlocked through healing that wound, Chiron is transiting through Aries, the cardinal fire sign symbolized by the ram. So this is a very supportive aspect. It's an air and fire aspect. Air fuels the fire and fire raises the air. So think about where are you insecure? What is the insecurities that you're facing? The fears, the, the fears that you're facing in your life. How can you ask questions of people around you, maybe people that you're connected to, to help alleviate some of those fears? Are there questions that you're afraid to ask? What are those questions? I mean, I guess I touched on it last week, like in relationships, sometimes there's something under the surface that you don't want to mention. And then we create this assumption in our mind and Mm -hmm. we can spiral out of control, but we're looking at Chiron and Aries, so the wounded healer. So we have to unlock the wisdom by like touching on that wound. So having the courage to ask the question, that Gemini energy, being curious, and that's what will actually heal it. We have to ask the question, otherwise we're going to be suffering. So mm-hmm. this is such a gift right now to give us the support to like heal these wounds to our self-confidence. Yes. How can you harness the courage to ask the questions that you're afraid to ask in order to reclaim your self-esteem, your sense of self? What are the honest questions that you want to ask? The direct, authentic questions that you need to ask. Tuesday, June 7th, we're looking at the sun again in Gemini, is now squaring off with the moon, the planet of emotions, in the mutable earth sign, symbolized by the virgin, Virgo. So this is a challenging aspect. I mean, I'm seeing the moon in Virgo, so that's kind of that critical nature. So maybe what you shared yesterday, now you're kind of like ruminating on it. Like, oh, Mm. is that what I should have said? Or is that the way I should have said it? Yes. Yes. Virgo can be critical, analytical. It's, It's wanting to be efficient. And so when the moon moves into Virgo... Maybe you're nitpicking yourself a little bit emotionally. And like, like you were saying, Ingrid, it's, you're saying, should I have said that? Did I say it the wrong way? Did they take it the wrong way? You know, second guessing. Or maybe somebody said something to you mm-hmm. and you're like kind of being... Critical of them? Yeah. I always forget that the flip side <laughs> is other people are going to be doing this to us. Exactly. It's not just happening in, in our own minds. So mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So I guess this is just the natural rhythm of things. So we get scared when we have maybe these doubts or these like doubting ourselves or doubting what other people are thinking or feeling. But that's just the nature of how things go. So I'm kind of curious to see how we move through it tomorrow. Like what is what is the purpose of this like uncomfortable moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your face does not look well, promising. Well, 
<laughs> no, I'm just kind of ruminating on what you said. What is the purpose of this uncomfortable moment? That's very like Virgo analytical, looking at how do I feel about this, analyzing the emotions. When the moon moves through Virgo, we're all like Virgo moons. So we might be more analytical of why do I feel this way? What is this feeling about? I mean, I guess that's the answer itself. Like, we, it's good to know why we feel these things. Like, we just feel things and we don't always dive into the why. And when we do know the why, that's when we can have some healing. And that's, and that's where... Yes, and that's kind of the good thing about this Gemini because it's wanting to ask the question. So it's like, how can you take a critical or analytical look at your emotions, what you're feeling, and ask yourself the questions that you need to ask in order to give you the clarity that you're looking for? Or with someone else, it may be you're sensing that somebody else is being hard on themselves. And so do you have the courage now to ask them the question of what's going on? Yeah, actually, this morning I was asking the guy I'm seeing about like hanging out later in the day. Mm -hmm. And we were together at the time and he gave me this very, I was just asking about his day and he gave me this very vague answer. I was kind of felt like my feelings were getting hurt. Is he trying to be funny or cute? Or is he like, just not want to tell me what he's doing with his mm -hmm. day? And I was, and then I just asked him that like in a very lighthearted, funny way. I was like, I don't know if you're joking. Like what kind of, a, what kind of an answer is that? That's not, you didn't tell me anything. And he was like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I was trying to ask about your day. Cause I was curious. Cause I wanted to see what you were doing later, this whole thing. And you, you didn't give me any details about what's happening today. And he was like, oh, well, sometimes he went on this whole tangent about, you know, his aunt asked him a question about, you know, <laughs> are you happy? And he was like, I haven't answered this text message yet because I've been thinking about it for days because I have this really long answer, but I feel like it's inappropriate to answer this simple text message with this really verbose answer. And he's like, sometimes when people ask me questions, it's like, well, there's so much more to answer. What am I going to tell you? Like a 20 minute response about like what's really happening in this meeting is like his answer was like, oh, the future. I was like, mm. oh, what what is this meeting about? And he said the future. And I was like, do you just not want to talk to me or like what's mm. happening? And he was like, no, like there's just so much. Like, I don't even know what this meeting means. Like for him, for him, like that was the simplest way to convey what he was feeling because to go into it was just something like so existential for him. And I was like, Oh, he's having like, and he was like just starting to go into an explanation of what happens when people answer questions mm -hmm. or when people a ask him ask questions. questions yeah. And then I kind of started laughing and I was like, sometimes I think he's being like, I think he's really funny and dry, but really he was just like, no, I'm not being funny. Like I am having like such an anxiety. Like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I like really, I try not to take it personal because I know sometimes we have these little communication things, but sometimes it's hard not to. I don't, I don't know what's happening, but now that I'm hearing him tell me about his inner experience, I'm like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. And we all have our own shit going on in our mind that no one else can see but us. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's just a simple thing. Like someone gives you a short answer and I think he doesn't want to connect, but really he's having like a conversation in his head about his whole <laughs> life story. And I'm just like, oh, okay. He's just having a meltdown in his brain. And that has nothing to do with like this present moment of me being like, oh, like he doesn't want to connect. He's like, no, I'm just having like a mind spiral over here about like everything that's ever existed. <laughs> so are you hanging out later? I don't know. I have <laughs> so no never, idea. So you never got the answer to your question? Well, then we had a whole... <laughs> 
there's just so many things happening I can't even explain. He was telling me how when people ask him questions, I guess the question can like open up just so many possibilities for an answer. Mm-hmm. He was making a joke about too many questions being asked. He was feeling overwhelmed. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, is there a better way to ask you? I don't know how to ask you without asking you. Am I just supposed to tell you I'm coming over later? And he's like, well, you could just say I'm free around seven instead of asking me like, I think yesterday I asked him like a series of like seven questions and he was like, I could tell he got overwhelmed. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to bring over food. I'm not going to ask him anything. I'm just going to show up because he said, come over. This is like lessons for you with your North Node in Aries. I know we're in Gemini season and we're supposed to be asking questions on this stuff, but you're in Aries North Node. So it might help you to be more direct with him. Like I'm free this evening and I'd like to see you if you're available. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And that's it. And you put it in his court, and then he gets to decide on his time if that works for him or not. But And then you don't have to take it personally if he doesn't you know, want to see you that night or whatever it is. But at least you're not, like, wondering, you know. You're, you're being very direct with him. I would like to see you later tonight, and I'm available if you're free. I love that because I was <laughs> he was like, well... Sometimes you just ask so many questions and I get overwhelmed. Yeah, that's your Gemini rising. And then I was like, I don't understand how to communicate this without asking a question. Like, I don't know how. He kind of said something similar to what Mm -hmm. you said. You don't have to be forceful, like, I'm just showing up. That might be a little invasive. It's just saying, I'm free tonight and I'd love to see you if you're available. Oh, okay. You know, I've got a lot going on, but, you know, if if I can, I'll let you know. Okay, I love that. You always have such great advice. You're (laughs) really good at communicating and also restructuring things depending on who I'm dealing with. Mm. And that can be so helpful because sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I don't understand. Like, I don't have the tools to do that, even though I'm curious about it. That doesn't Mm -hmm. really like help if I don't have the answer to, to pacify the thing. Just being direct. Put a period on it. Okay. That's it. I'm going to practice it. Okay, good. I think he'll <laughs> he'll really appreciate that. <laughs> I, I'm sure he will because he's an Aries moon. And so he's emotionally fulfilled by directness. Yeah, he really likes everything to be just very... Yeah, don't beat around the bush. That's yeah. like very confusing uh-uh. for him. Just yeah. no. say the thing. Yeah, exactly. Come out, come out with it straightforward. All right. Wednesday, June 8th. The moon continues on through Virgo, and it aligns in a trine with Mercury, the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld, the planet of consciousness, communication, coordination, and commerce in Taurus, the fixed earth sign symbolized by the bull. So we're talking about the communication and the articulation, and here we have the moon still bringing that emotional sensitivity to our detail-oriented analytical mind and Mercury moving through Taurus. So bringing your mental awareness to your self-worth, what you value, the five physical senses. So, yes, what are you analyzing within your emotions and how what you're learning through your emotional experience, how is that affecting your mind And what it is you want, your self-worth, your values. These are the themes for Wednesday, June 8th. Communicating 
what you want, your values, your self-worth in a very detailed and specific way. I mean, this kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning, looking for that Taurus energy and talking about like the physical space, like my home. Just figuring out how we fit into the material world really makes us feel at ease in our mind. It's it's so important. And when we're like analyzing maybe what's working, what isn't working, that's a good thing to be doing, using that critical nature to be efficient about it. There's a purpose behind this analyzing. We're not just spiraling in our mind and having anxiety. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do we use this this energy of being like critiquing things to better our lives in this physical realm? Getting organized emotionally, organizing your emotions based on what you value in the material realm. And then sometimes I get really like cheap mm-hmm. and I don't want to spend money on certain things that might improve my life. Mm-hmm. And Chris is always like, just spend the money on the thing, whether it's for the podcast or it's for your living room or, or whatever the thing is that's going to make your life easier. Like you're worth it. Mm-hmm. And like clearing that energy, like, why don't I want to buy the thing that I'm going to use every single day? That's going to make everything better. Like just having this setup here, you got us these tables mm-hmm. uh, that just changed the game of having like this ridiculous <laughs> setup with these mic stands setting on things. And what was it like a hundred dollars? And we have like all the little pieces we need to have this feel organized and mm-hmm. elevated and not chaos. So it's just like a simple reflection of like, Oh, are we worth it? Yeah, we're, we're worth it. It's an investment. It's an investment in yourself. Yeah. And so maybe that's organizing your emotions and what it is you really need. I really need this. Why? Because I value it and it's going to help elevate me in some way. Whatever. Yeah. And when we're feeling scattered, there can be that impulse to buy something for like a serotonin or like Mm -hmm. dopamine thing where Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, a purchase. If we're analyzing the why behind why we want to buy something, Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe it's frivolous or maybe it's something we really need. Mm -hmm. So not forgetting that it is important that we have material things that improve our life. Yes. That bring us peace. Yes. Awesome, Ingrid. Thursday, June 9th. We're looking at the sun again and the moon. So the sun is still in Gemini, but now the moon has moved on to Libra, the cardinal air sign symbolized by the scales. So this is an air-air connection here between the moon and the sun. So we've done a lot of that emotional analyzation and really thought about what it is we value. Now we can communicate those emotions in our close personal relationships. How can I express my emotional curiosity or answer questions from my partner that are truly rooted in my emotions. It's about having the conversation. This is a great conversation day of really connecting with those that you love and whether it be a family member, a lover, a business partner, a good friend and having the conversation, learning. What can I learn yeah, when you see the air-air connection, it just just seeing it immediately feels light. Mm-hmm. It feels easy. And yeah, just a little bit of back and forth. Well, on the flip side, though, Uh-oh. it can be like... Too many it, questions? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it can be me? like Mike going like, uh, I don't know, I've got too many questions coming at me. It's because, you know, air can be a cool breeze on a hot summer day or a hurricane. So really focus what this conversation is about. How can you focus the energy of what this conversation is about? 
maybe having an intention before we just start. That's it. Because Gemini can go on forever and ever and ever asking it's a thousand chatterbox. questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So focus the end. What is this conversation? What What is the point of this conversation? Okay. Now I know. Now I'm ready to start the conversation. Now I'm ready to ask the question. And I want to plug um, the basics of astrology, the book Scott wrote, because the images that I'm looking at here on my computer, he shares them with me. And it really, writing the book with him has helped me understand astrology so much more. It's a language. And he used to always be like, oh, you need to memorize the symbols, the symbols, the symbols. I'm like, I can't. Like, it's too hard. (laughs) And now that I'm seeing them and when we talk about them each week, it's like if you if you have the book or if you haven't bought the book, it's $10. It's on Amazon right now. If you have the Kindle Unlimited, it's free for, I think, maybe another week. And then if not, it's 10 bucks. Yeah. But yeah, it's a visual guide to what we're looking at here. And when I see the symbols now, I can put it together without you even saying anything. You always repeat the same phrases and it sticks in my mind. So I see the symbols. I know exactly what's happening. I see yellow I automatically know like a yellow, yellow connection is the air, air connection. I'm like, oh, that feels good. I see like the blue trine. I like I'm putting all the pieces together and Mm. it makes it so easy. So I love that, Ingrid. I love that. It makes me so happy. I'm so, so proud. And (laughs) And it makes, I mean, it makes it easier for me to process everything when I'm not trying to remember what you said. So if you are out there listening and you want to learn more about astrology, or I know a lot of people take notes on the podcast. Number one, sign up for the free email. He sends out the the images there and an mm-hmm. explanation. Yep. But also if you get the book and you follow along with us, you're going to really start getting it. And when he says the initial alignment, you can start using your intuition to feel what that means for you. And oh, so powerful. That. Yes. It, it puts all the pieces together. I'm so happy. I, I really appreciate your feedback on that, Ingrid, because I'm a visual learner. And so that's how I learned this language. I remember years and years ago when my cousin was going, getting her like master's in, or something, some degree in Spanish. And, and she said something to me that stuck with me. She's like, I'm like, can you read the language? I was young, you know? And she's like, well, yeah, of course. Like you can't learn a language unless you know how to read it. And so this is to help you learn to read the language of astrology. If you want to be fluent in another language, you have to read the language. Yeah, I mean, I, I've taken like five plus years of Spanish and I can follow along to a conversation and I take notes and stuff so I can remember at work little phrases like, but if I see words on a page, you're able to slow down more. You're mm-hmm. looking at it. You don't have to be recalling this information moment by moment. Yes. When you see it on a page, it's easier to remember, at least for me. Absolutely. So yeah, I can kind of follow along a conversation, but if I'm looking at something and I read it, I'm like, okay, I can really get most of the words on a page. Yes. And it really, it definitely helps having this. And you had kind of pushed me and I, I had, <laughs> I had looked at a bunch of astrology books and everything is like, it's a novel. I'm like, I don't want to read a novel. Yours is very simple, very concise. It's how to read the language. Yes. It's not how to understand every single thing. It's right. the basics to really open up your mind to understanding what's happening first before you even like, cause you can go on forever, go totally. really deep. But like once you have the basics, it, I just feel like it opens so many doors in my mind. Well, it, it's, and it's like you said, like it, it is the basics. It's like a glossary, but it, it's that foundation that allows you to use your own intuition about what this means. So 
yeah, you can write a novel on astrology, but if you don't know the basics, know the basics <laughs> it doesn't make sense. And it's understanding the basics that helps you use the language for yourself. Figure out what this means for you. I can tell you, but it's really you really learn by understanding what it means for you by using your own intuition based on the basics, the fundamentals. So Friday, June 10th, what are we looking at here, Ingrid? We have Mercury in Taurus, <laughs> so the conscious mind in the material mm-hmm. sign of Taurus, and then we're connecting with Uranus, Pluto. Pluto, yeah. You always get those two confused. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> Pluto, Pluto in Capricorn, so a transformation to achievement authority. Yes, yes. And so the the simple way to, to remember, like Pluto and Mercury, is they're all three of the root symbols. The circle of spirit, the cross of matter, and the crescent of receptivity. The circle of spirit represents your eternal soul, no beginning, no end. The cross of matter represents the four elements of matter, fire, earth, air, water. And the crescent of receptivity represents giving, receiving, teaching, learning. So Pluto and Mercury look very similar to one another. Yeah, they do. The crescent, I never noticed this really. See, it, when you when you spend time looking at the symbols, that's when it really starts to integrate deeper within you and you see the crescent of, they're basically the same symbol the only difference is for mercury the crescent of receptivity is on top of the circle of spirit representing the mind the your, your eternal soul in the world of matter and how it thinks pluto the crescent of receptivity is in between the circle of spirit and the cross of matter symbolizing the transformation that occurs to the eternal soul in the world of matter. And so the other interesting thing about these two planets is Mercury is the messenger of the gods, guide of souls to the underworld. Pluto is the god of death, lord of the underworld. So you have the the guide of souls to the underworld, Mercury, and the lord of the underworld, Pluto. So they're both involved with the underworld. You know, Mercury is the god of thieves. That's underworld. And Pluto is the god that represents the taboo subjects, the occult, which is also the underworld. So they both have a placement in the underworld. Now, these two aligning here in these two signs is interesting because, as we talked about a couple weeks ago, they just aligned back on May 25th. And they were going to realign again on June 10th. This is the third time in the last six weeks that these two planets have aligned with each other in a trine from Taurus and Capricorn. So this is like getting the lesson again. This is the third time. This is the final exam. Yeah, we've been we've been being tested in the past. So are we doing things in this new way? And maybe this time it's going to be the easiest of the three. Hopefully. if you've, It might be the hardest lesson, but it might be the easiest because you've worked your way up to that hardest lesson. You know, it's, it's like if you look at all three, maybe the, the final is the most difficult. But if you've been doing the work up to the final, then the final should actually be a breeze. But the first time they aligned was on April 27th. 
Neither planet was retrograde. On May 25th, they aligned again. Both were retrograde. And now here they are on June 10th, and Pluto is retro retrograde. Mercury is direct. So it's transforming your conscious mind, how you connect to the material, your self-worth, your values, and how that relates to your sense of authority, how you relate to authority and how you relate to yourself as an authority. Are you now communicating? So we think back to April 27th. Maybe that was kind of a hard lesson. Like, I need to learn how to communicate more clearly, more concisely based on my self-worth and what I want and what I value. And I didn't do that. Back on April 27th, on May 25th, right around those days, I had that other opportunity again. I did it a little better, but now here we are on June 10th, and this is the third opportunity to really close the deal, so to speak, and, and speak from that place of authority that this is what I want, this is what I'm worth. All right. <laughs> yes, that sounds great. I hope we, I hope we've all been doing the work. Yes, I'm like, have I, I do too. Have I been doing the work? Oh God. <laughs> I want to pass. Exactly. I'm wondering for myself, too. I'm like, yeah, have I? <laughs> All right. So Saturday, June 11th. This is a very strange alignment. Yes. Yes. So we have the moon has moved on to, to Scorpio. The fixed water signs symbolized by the scorpion, the deepest, darkest, most passionate sign opposing Venus and Uranus in Taurus. So Venus is Lady Luck, the goddess of love and beauty, the planet of relationships. And Uranus is the primordial sky god, the planet of rebellion, revolution, innovation, independence, and the unexpected. So these two symbols, Venus and Uranus, look similar as well. If, if you flipped over Venus and attached a crescent of receptivity on either side of the cross of matter you would have Uranus. So Venus is the senses and Uranus is what makes your senses unique to you, what okay. makes you different. Okay. So there's a, as we said earlier, Uranus has been transiting through Taurus since 2019. And so it's shaking up our sense of security. People are freaking out. People have been freaking out for the last few years. This is... You know, the last time Uranus was in Taurus, we say this many times here, but it's an important reminder, was 1935 to 1942, which was the Great Depression and World War II. The time before that was 1851 to 1858. That's when people were so desperate that they got in a horse and buggy and traveled thousands of miles across the continental U.S. to put a pan in water and hope that gold would appear. So this is where we are again. Oh yeah, I feel that. I mean, I'm looking at the idea of Uranus. So like mm -hmm. that uniqueness, like we're supposed to be celebrating it, but that can also be really scary. Everything is so polarizing right now just to be ourselves mm -hmm. and to express ourselves in any way is very uncomfortable. Like our emotions aren't aligning with all the people around us. And so that can really be, there can be a lot of fear, mm -hmm. but it's like the only way to actually feel safe in the material world is to actually just be ourselves and appreciate why we are different. Well, to recognize what it is you value that's specific to you mm -hmm. and being clear about what you value, you bring in Venus that brings in relationships and the senses. And so who are the people that you are in relationship with? Do they honor or respect or share your values or do they not? 
when you when you bring the moon in Scorpio, that's karmic bonds. So who are you bonding with? Who are you sharing intimacy with? And are they reflecting your values? I wonder if we can like zoom out on this mm -hmm. for like kind of a collective thing because it feels like politics are very polarizing these days where mm -hmm. it's like if we don't value the same things then that it's like a direct attack on each other we can't be friends we're immediately enemies mm -hmm. so i don't know how to reconcile that because that feels very divisive and i don't think that that's how it should be like if we don't have the same values now i just hate you yeah it's like how do we respect that other people can value something different than us and not like attack each other for it yeah it's about just recognizing that you're not going to not everyone's going to agree with you and you're not going to agree with everyone else, it doesn't mean that there's something wrong with them or something wrong with you. Like, the next time the planets and stars will be aligned in the way that they were when you were born is over 25,000 years from the date, time, and place of your birth. So you're unique. Uranus is the planet of uniqueness, of individuality, of independence. And so... We have to allow others to be unique. To have their opinions and their point of view which is different that is what's going the strength of any society is in its diversity if everybody is believing the same then it gets bland there's no progression well it seems like there's such a conflict because it's like everyone wants to celebrate the uniqueness like maybe in terms of like skin color and in terms of sexual orientation, it's like we want everyone to have their own unique self and we want to celebrate that. But somehow at the same time, we want everyone to agree with what we agree with. So some uniqueness is acceptable. Yes. And some uniqueness is not acceptable. Correct. So that's the problem. <laughs> you know, it's everybody's different. Everybody is, is who they are. Everybody is a miracle, is a divine human soul. And so trying to corral, corral somebody into your opinion box mm -hmm. is not honoring their individuality. It's not honoring their unique soul. And so this is the challenge that we're dealing with right now. And especially with the moon in Scorpio, you know, it's, you think about the people that you're closest with, the people that you share intimacy with, and those areas may be fracturing mm -hmm. because one person has a certain viewpoint and the other person has a very different viewpoint and they're angry at each other for having different viewpoints. Yeah, that's what it really feels like and somehow dissipating that anger and just accepting that not everyone is going to like everything or agree with everything that you like and that's also okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's actually, that's... That's life. That's earth. The sun goes up, the sun goes down. This is, this is an earth of duality. There is duality here. We're not all the same. We're different. So maybe today is like a day of acceptance? It's of acceptance. It's of accepting your individuality. It's accepting your self-worth, but also honoring other people. And so that's what it, where it starts. Like if someone's going to hate you, for your point of view, which is different from them, that doesn't mean that you need to hate them back. It's okay. That's an important lesson, yeah. I think, right now, because that seems to be the popular thing. And then it just creates this 
energy of like toxicity that now everyone just hates everyone because we don't agree. But like, we're never going to all agree. Mm -mm. It's not going to happen. It's never going to happen. And if if you're trying to force everybody to agree on one thing, the pendulum is going to swing back hard the other direction. So the more that we can have acceptance of our differences, Mm -hmm. the more peace and harmony there will be. It's when you refuse to accept the differences <laughs> is when it creates war. So, yeah. The planets are pushing us. No doubt about it. Everything is in six signs right now. Since the beginning of the year, everything's been in five signs. Everything is concentrated in half the zodiac. So, it's just it's just very tense. Very tense. And that tension is, is needing shifting and changing and evolving to happen and people don't want to i mean in like a you know more zoomed in sense like we talked about the collective but then if i go back to this relationship that i've been talking about Mm -hmm. it's like okay he can maybe say you're asking me too many questions Mm -hmm. and then instead of me accepting that he's different than me and his mind works different and he needs different things to feel at ease i'm just like well i want to know the answers to all these questions I need to know. I don't want to change. I don't want to adapt. I want you to be mm-hmm. just like me. Exactly. That's And that's when there's the breakdown in the relationship. When you're like, he's a fucking asshole because, you know, he doesn't, <laughs> you know, answer my questions when I want him to. And this and, that. and it's like, and then you get angry at him and then he gets angry at you. And then you're both sad. You're both upset. That's not what you want. So the good thing to do is like what you did. Like ask the question. He answered. And then accepting that he's not the same because exactly. I could easily just just be more like me because that would be easier for me mm-hmm. if we just did everything the same. But actually would end up not being easier <laughs> for you because if you're forcing him into yeah. this situation, then he's going to be resentful. resentful of you. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So just being more understanding that we're all we're all different. And if we communicate about it. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Things can feel easier and lighter. And maybe there's like an uncomfortable moment of figuring out how to deal with people that aren't the same as us. But when we actually do the work of trying to make it work in communication, it it can be very healing and we can move forward without like a war. Yes, exactly. Sunday, June 12th, Mercury again in Taurus, now opposing the moon in Scorpio. So communication, emotions, value, self-worth, bonds, intimacy. This is where the week ends. It's about having the the ability to have that conversation, the courage to have that deep conversation with somebody that you're close with and express, this is not what I value. And it's maybe a problem for me because you don't seem to honor or respect what I value. And so I need you to respect what I value even if what I value is different than what you value. And we'll grow through this together. Or not. And there's the death of the relationship, which is that Scorpio energy. I think I've been really dealing with this in the relationship with this guy. And then also a relationship with a friend where we have very different political views. And she always wants to somehow bring them up. Mm-hmm. And we had like another little thing. And I was just like, we don't have to agree. <sighs> we don't have to agree. We probably shouldn't even talk about it mm-hmm. because like... It's fine to have a, a, a light conversation about being, you know, differences, but she like cannot accept that we don't agree on it. And it's just like, 
I think I was telling her, it's okay. It's good to have friends that don't agree with every single thing that we say, because mm-hmm. otherwise we're living in a bubble. And like, we do have things that we love and appreciate about each other. And we have to appreciate that we don't agree on everything. And that's collectively, that's, that's never going to happen. Exactly. We can't all think the same all the time. Yes. You know why people get so upset with you though, that are close to you is because you're such a strong reflection of them and they have such a hard time seeing that somebody that they care about and love is so different from them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's hard for somebody to deal with. You know, we're all reflecting each other. Like I said, the next time the planets and stars will be aligned in the way that they were when you were born is over 25,000 years from that date, time, and place. But you're also born into the same planets and stars as everyone else. So everyone you come into contact with is reflecting you and you are reflecting them. And when you are close to somebody, like a friend or a lover or a family member, you're reflecting them very deeply. And when they see in that mirror reflection something that's very different and off-putting to them, that creates that friction and that fight. Because maybe there's something deeper within them that they need to look at but they don't want to. (laughs) So they just want to throw it back in your face. Like you're the problem. You're the reason why the world is fucked up, Ingrid. (laughs) That's what it feels like in those conversations. (laughs) If, if you changed your beliefs, then the world would be a peaceful place. That's basically what people say. That's what it's been. (laughs) That's what it's been feeling like over the last two years. You are responsible for all the misery in the world because of your beliefs. And until you change them, things will be fucked up. Yes, exactly. And that's just not true. So that's like a heavy weight to put on somebody else, too. It's like exactly unrealistic expectations of other people somehow all agreeing all the time. (laughs) This utopia. Yeah, that doesn't exist. That's not real. You've come to the wrong planet. (laughs) That is not as that is not what Earth is. It's love and war, love and hate. Unfortunately or fortunately, that's what this place is. And so ultimately, what you have to do is make peace with yourself. If you make peace with yourself, then the world around you will hopefully be more peaceful. But I don't know, maybe not, but... I mean, I think that is the goal is when we do make peace with ourselves, we stop trying to like force our opinions on everybody else because we've accepted ourselves. Like maybe our strong aversion to other people being different than us is because we don't actually accept who we are. So we feel like threatened that someone else is like somehow going to morph what we value into something else. It's like when we're actually confident, we don't feel aggressive and combative. It's like true confidence is not... um True confidence is not aggressive or, or arrogant. Yeah, yeah. It's not arrogant. Correct. You know, it's like courage stems from love. Aggression stems from fear. Yes. When we really accept ourselves, that, that part of ourselves that feels like we want to attack other people starts to fall away. Mm-hmm. Yes. Making peace with yourself is falling in love with yourself. And that's really the only job that you have to do in this life is to learn to love yourself. And it's a really hard, hard job, which is why it's the only job that you have. (laughs) It's the biggest job of all. It is. Our most important job. It's the only one. That's really it. Everything else stems from that. 
learning to love yourself. It's not easy. So hopefully this podcast is helping you understand who you are so that you can accept, appreciate, and love the divine unique miracle that is you. And if you're curious to know more about your personal astrological code and how these transits are affecting you, contact me for a reading at theweeklytransit.com. Thank you, Ingrid. Thank you, Scott. We do have a question. Oh, yeah. Let's do the questions. Yeah. Also, if anyone has a question out there, mm. astrology related, write us on Spotify. If you're going to the show notes, there's like a little question section and yeah, ask us and we'll answer it on the podcast. Yes. But we have Dr. Beezy. They want to know, is the Mercury retrograde a good time to talk to a friend about issues in the relationship? Well, yeah, I would say so for sure. Uh, especially if it's something that's been lingering for some time. And of course, Mercury is not retrograde now, but it is still in the retrograde shadow until June 18th. So if there's like that rock in your shoe with a relationship, <laughs> I mean, Mercury retrograde is as good a time as, as any to to take off the shoe and dump out the rock and and have a conversation about it. For sure, Mercury is communication. So... It may be a hard conversation during the retrograde, but it's definitely necessary if it's something that is is just on your mind all the time. Let it out. Yeah, we're supposed to be clearing our plate during mm -hmm. retrograde, so do not let that linger into the next cycle. Exactly. That's it. Right on. Thank you, Dr. Beasy. All right. Thank you, everyone. Yes. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Thank you for listening to The Weekly Transit. Follow us on Instagram for daily updates about the planetary alignments and how to work with the energy. If this podcast is helping you navigate life more gracefully, please subscribe, rate us five stars, and share with your friends. If you're ready to go deeper, book a personal reading with Scott or sign up for his new moon full moon class at theweeklytransit.com. The Weekly Transit. 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 Transit.